0: That's. Ladies and gentlemen, Josh and Scott are back with the Chip and Champ podcast for another episode. Today we have to sit down with Jeremy Claypool. He is the general manager of the Girl House Gym, personal trainer, uh, pretty interesting guy, ran some, ran some, uh, try, you know, you jumped in college, correct? Jumped so gonna in college. Jump like, we're yeah. going to get into that and kind of find out all about you, so appreciate you coming in on your Sunday once again. So uh, before we get, begin, any updates? I got nothing. Nothing. I would generally say, like, I just work here, but I really don't even do that. So, let's <laughs> so i got to tell everybody about these new shirts that, that Ange made. These new ones are pretty fantastic. So, if you're looking on YouTube, these are the new shirts.
1: Shameless um, plug. Maybe we should
0: get them in adult sizes. Just saying, <laughs> and not tank tops. So, size. these are really nice shirts. Yeah. How about answer. we get them
1: in sizes for <laughs> fellas that, you know, a little bit larger aesthetic.
0: And then, uh, secondly, the Friday night... Uh, Friday at the bar was doing very well so we had a kind of a, a little different one this this last Friday we did some heavy heavy D-ball holds oh it a was more yeah I how long? long fucking 35 minutes you had Focus. 35 minutes you and your partner that ball once you picked it up was not hitting the ground you had to accumulate as many calories on a row as possible between you and your partner switch as often as you need but that ball was not hit the ground oh man 80 for guys, 60 for girls. For the, the record, record, hanging out here too much. Yeah, that was that's a Jeremy Claypool one right there. That's something God, you would have done. Man. For the record, we
2: definitely would have won had we my team not cheated. Yeah, but Do my you guys team have a my score team now? No, we like don't. is there a score sheet of like the Chimps won this many and the Champs won this many? We haven't really been keeping up. We yeah. probably should, huh? That should well, be a thing. Well, I'm gonna we're gonna switch things. We
0: just talked the other day. We're gonna switch a couple things up, and I think we're gonna go team on team again, like Red Team. Team Josh, Team Scott, kind of like the we're gonna have, like versus the champs. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like for this coming Friday. We can have a little bit of a relay race type of style workout. It's gonna be kind of fun. I'm actually like, really different. excited it's about that. It's one. gonna be really fun. As long so. as I'm not holding deep off for five minutes, I think anything's better than that, right? Listen, Listen. Jesus. So Basically. I'm
1: standing there like pretty, this. It was pretty straight. and I don't even have arms. Like no strength. I'm standing there like this, and I'm like, all right, Joe we got to do 10 burpees. Joe was put, your partner? Yeah. Oh, man. Like, if we we got to do 10 burpees, if we <laughs> drop this thing, he's like, yeah. I'm like, let's just go ahead and plan
0: on doing the burpees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, if you dropped the ball, you had a 10. 10 oh, yeah, bur- a penalty, penalty, right? Yeah, 10, okay, 10, yeah. 10. So it was, it was a good workout. It wasn't bad. So just How like, many calories you get? I burned 400 and somewhat calories for that workout. Yeah, he did 435. We did 455. He did a lot. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, we did we, uh, we also got disqualified, too, because we had to switch weight. Missy had to drop down. She did good, but she was... There hoping- was, like, one person that didn't get disqualified... Missy Rudy, everyone yeah, oh, well, got except for one person Jody and her son did it they were, they were on point Jenny and her partner they did the 60 pound ball and then Dave and Sean actually kept their weight so those three really the only really legit ones in there and then me and Missy got she was holding the cement ball and it started getting to her started hurting her back oh, so she, she dropped weight he dropped yeah. weight because of his shoulder and I actually think Bev I could feel Bev stuff did like good right? apart <laughs> from the night before <laughs> <laughs> the night My before was we
1: were getting ripped off well Bev had and and, dumbbell like bench who was Bev's partner um
0: Becky? Yeah, they did very well. The, they stuck to the program. Yeah, they were in the corner almost kind of... Uh, Crater. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, Becky does awesome. Yeah, we're all struggling.
2: Bev's over there holding this smed ball, walking around. Hey,
0: guys, how you doing? I'm like, how is
2: she walking? Holding yeah. like, I want to die right now. So whenever I hold the D-ball, right, i got stupid long monkey arms. Yeah, yeah, you you so it's not bad for me to hold the D-ball, but Just then... A, yeah, like, you can lock your fingers, Like right? Yeah, like in everything else, I'm good at that, and then we go in and do something else, and then I get blown out of the water because I'm at a disadvantage now for my long arms like a strip <laughs> press or a bench press or something like that. Like I, I suck. Yeah. You know? So with that being
0: said, with with that, you're really good at rowing, probably because just of how long you are. And you're pretty good on the bike as
2: well, right? Yeah. The machines are like I I don't know. I hate all the machines, but yeah, I'm not bad at any of them, I guess really. I don't know. You're pretty I'm in good the middle guy. of the pack, I think. You're the guy I try to chase. Everybody, I mean I try to chase everybody I try, everybody I try does to, that for some reason. I don't know why. I try to chase you. what okay. Jeremy get? How how heavy Jeremy do? And it's like dude <laughs> I don't know why it's like <laughs> it's like you, a target on my back. Well, even you
0: more than even like OG. Like OG's got some great lifts, and I know that his levers. I know people don't agree with that, but I just think he has really good levers, and he's just stupid strong. You know what I mean? So I know chasing him's not going to be there, and I'm chasing you's never going to be there either. But I don't know why I like to stay on your heels, but I'm not even close to your heels because you have what you have a one eighty-five snatch.
2: No, one sixty-five. One sixty-five snatch.
0: So that he's way I'm way behind him on that and the clean and press
2: I'm not even gonna talk about that because I'm way behind <laughs> that one. So just the clean, not the press I never pressed two seventy two eighty five over my head. Clean clean two eighty five. That's a power, power. clean two eighty five? Yeah, from the floor. That's insane. Yeah. And you weigh how much? one eighty five.
0: On a genius. good day, probably one hundred eighty three in reality. We're gonna wow. get that. I'm gonna to talk to you about your diet because I know you and I have talked about diet, how I it is to eat. Yeah. I'm I the same way with all. you on that. So before we get into all that, let's get, let's start back over to the beginning. So let's talk about you come up through school. What did you do in high school for sports, and then how that led you into your collegiate um, years of running and jumping and everything you did in there, and then how that landed you as a personal trainer and ultimately the general manager here.
2: So when I when I was in high school, right, we're I mean we're in bumfuck central Pennsylvania. You, you you wrestle or you play football, right? Pretty much. Track, track and field is what I really wanted to do, but at Bellwood I didn't have that option until I was in ninth grade. So I played football from whenever I was in, you know, I think you had to be seven years old to play. I think now that age is a little bit higher. Maybe it's nine or something like that. But I played from like seven all the whole way up through when I was a senior. Northside Red Devils? Yep. Yeah, Northside yeah, Red yeah. Devils, maybe. Now they do like a, a draft and everything. So like even if you do live on Northside, you could possibly play for Southside or West Annis or whatever it may be. Right. At one point they were going to go drop down to three teams because they didn't have enough kids that were signing up. Like, that was never a problem whenever I was playing. It was always, like, our team was packed. What year did you graduate? 2012. I was an 07
0: graduate. Oh, okay. I'm not commenting on this. Scott, Scott's like I'm old, so that. we still had horse and buggy. That was my bus. They just pulled me to work. They didn't have football back then. They were they actually just <laughs> yeah. went out and. We actually had the old leather tablets. helmets. It was just a leather helmet. That's what it was.
2: He played with the stick and the wheel. Yeah,
0: that was His, <laughs> wheel, wheel, wheel.
1: <laughs> His calculator was one of those abyss and then just slid. Yeah. In the <laughs> I'm not quite that old, but
2: we're getting there. Yet. Yeah. So anyways, but then so I had to wait till I was in ninth grade to play football, and the only reason I played football or to run track. The only reason I played football is because my grandfather and my dad were like, they always pushed me to play football. I think it's because my dad never played either. I think my dad graduated high school, and he probably weighed like 135 or something like that. Like, he was tiny. So he never played. He he, he did pull ball. So he kind of wanted me to run track too, but I wanted to run track. I didn't want to play football. I always thought I was too small. You know, so I did things like, you know, I hit the weight room, took the protein shakes, things like that, but I just didn't pack on any size. I probably wasn't doing it right back then anyway either. Wasn't eating enough. Only lifted on the days that... You know, I was supposed to be there, which was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Right. And, uh. Can we pause you there for a second? Just curious, um, what kind of workouts were they doing then? So I will give them credit. I talked to other kids, like now, and asked them about their programming. Even whenever I was in college, I asked kids about their programming, and it was pretty much just like, we just showed them, did whatever the fuck we wanted. Right. We used to have weekly sheets that they would print out, and they gave them to us, and we would do a new. Rep scheme and exercises every That's pretty awesome. so many weeks. But you had to keep track of this piece of paper and track your weights on it and everything. Like we did, you know, one week we would do three-by-threes for, three, for the three compound lifts. So you would do squat, bench, deadlift. You would do three-by-threes for that whole week or forever. how many weeks it was, four weeks, whatever it was. And you're keeping track of this weight on the paper. Then we would do accessory lifts to each of those lifts on every single day. And we always did conditioning and always did a warm-up and a cool-down. Right. It's a good program. So like the program, yeah, the program was. I will give them credit there. The program they always took their time, and it wasn't just like, all right, today you're gonna work your biceps. Pick three exercises and do them three sets of ten each, and then do um, something for your chest. Whatever it was, like they it was structured, you know. So I've talked to kids where it was like, yeah, we had days where it was like something. There was a little sheet on the wall, and it was like you could do twenty ones, hammer curls, or. Regular bicep curls with dumbbells. You pick, you do it for X amount of reps, and then you're done. And he's like, "We would do that every every Monday, and then Tuesday you'd come in and it would be a different exercise. But you got to choose. it wasn't like that for us. And we also have multiple coaches there at a time. Right. So one coach was very heavy on the warm up and cool down. Other one was for the conditioning, and then the other guy was in the weight room because we had a multi-purpose like building. This so really, there's, a really room, really nice. yeah, there's a weight room. Yeah, there's a weight room, and then there's That's another room where dynamic. we did we did conditioning. Right. Yeah. So yeah, they did they did a very good job as far as that goes. But I didn't see any results. I was just this, you know, I was young, didn't really, like I said, the you diet thing right, wasn't right, a thing. I probably yeah. wasn't eating enough, you right. know. Who were the coaches back kind of like then? Schreier was, uh, Coach Schreier was really big into the uh, Abripper X. He loved Abripper X. And we all knew Tony Horton's freaking voice and every single stupid thing that he said <laughs> in that Abripper X video because we did it a lot. And then uh, Coach Coach Loverich was the one that wrote, wrote out, um, he did all the sheets of paper, right? And then, really and, then, the and then Coach Hayes, right, was the, you know, he was always there. Coach Hayes never missed anything. Yeah. But, yeah, those were the three. And then, obviously, like, I, I think even sometimes, like, some of, like, the other assistant coaches would show up, you know, just because they were, they were ready to be there. You know, that's how it was. I don't know. It was a good program. I liked it a lot. And I think that helped me a lot, especially transitioning over to track and field. And a really nice gym.
0: Yeah, nice it is. Season. It is. I've never yeah. been the
2: Bellwood facility. Is it pretty?
0: It's, nice? it's pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, I didn't play. Did I they just build that recently, there. or
2: well, I guess not. You well, no, it's all it's well. It's all updated now too because they have like the squat racks with the you can bench on them, and then they have the platforms for deadlift. Like it's all one big thing, I think they have like three or four of them lined up side by side. Like they have. What year was this? You graduated? Twenty twelve. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. And then in
1: 5 ish was probably when it was it was pretty new in no5. Because I, I graduated in seven and I can remember going, we would go over there for gym because mm-hmm. we had leverage for gym. Yeah. Then he would always take the guys, like, once a week we'd go to the weight room. You yeah. Know, it was always really nice stuff, really good
0: equipment. And yeah. I think that's where, and kind of one of the things that you and I talked before when we ran our Sunday class, it's, it's a shame to see kind of right now some of these athletes and some of the programs that are out there, yeah, it's disappointing yeah. because they lack luster. It's more of a bodybuilding type style. It's very just basic. And you're like, Man, you have such a great opportunity in front of you to make these kids good if you can give them just a better program. Yeah. Um, but I think people just and I understand you have to be as strong as weak as legs. So some may, sometimes they just do it because it's easy for the for the weaker kids or the kids that aren't as talented to be able to accomplish it. But I think you have to be look things more individualized. Each like if you have a really good athlete yourself coming in there, you're gonna your program should definitely be different than that new guy coming in yeah. there. Like, yeah. But they just give that one basic program. I mean,
2: ours our our liftings was. Voluntary, right? If you didn't show up to lifting, you're volunteered. Yeah, you you're not you're not fucking playing. Right. So yeah. you you went to voluntary lifting, lifting no matter what. And so it's funny you say that because we went to actually whenever Nick and I were trying to get into a school, I won't I won't drop the name, but we <laughs> we were trying to go to this school and like revamp their strength and conditioning program, right? So the head coach was like all about it. So we go up there, we have a meeting with him, you know, and talk about it. He he gives us a tour of the weight room because he's like, well, right now they're. It's, a, it's at a time where the football players should be in there. They had some sort of free period at that time during school. They should have all been in there, right? So I'm like, all right, let's go down and see what these kids are doing. Two kids walked in the door. So there's your voluntary lifting, right? Okay. Two kids that really want to do it are going to go in and do it. And then I'm like, all right, well, can you show us the program that they that they um, are going to do? And it was on the wall. So what you, he's like, yeah, it's right over here. And he's like literally walking us to the wall. And I'm like, are we seriously going to fucking see it? And it was a fucking 8x11 computer paper printed out and there's your exercises and he's like well they'll do these and then these and then these and i'm like this needs to change man yeah <laughs> they need to do some need like serious it. structured shit they can't just come in and have their own free free reign of the gym you know yep. and then the strength and conditioning coach comes out right he's this freaking old head and he's probably in his 70s and he wants to come over and ask us questions like what we were going to do to revamp the program and i'm like well dude you can't have a freaking sheet of paper on the wall like they need to start doing some compound lifts. They need right. a coach here watching them do the lifts so they're not getting hurt things like that and they're both looking at me like oh, we both can't fucking be here. We can't, can't a you can't budget. do it. So yeah. ultimately, they were like we're not doing this with you guys. You you're, you're going to change too much. So I think the head coach is open to it, but that older the older guy was kind of like, yeah, don't, don't, the don't older generation is always the toughest sell. Yeah, so it was like whatever and then we just didn't there was that was the only lead we really had as far as like going and getting a strength and conditioning program started anywhere in I haven't gone to any school since then. Yeah. And a lot of kids that come and train with me, I'm like, so what do you do now at at school? That's the same question. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. They have Altuna has a lifting program. It's actually a class now. They have a lifting class yeah. that they can go to. Um Bellwood offers that now too. It's so pretty. You can go and take that in place yep. of maybe gym class or something. Yeah, I, I don't they, know. They can they can sub it, like my Somehow, son took yeah. it.
0: It's very it's nice because it's like an intro to like lifting. It's cool, but the only problem I had with it was there's a lot of weight chasing there and Logan can remember the one day I'll never forget he's like hey dad I can deadlift X amount of weight and I'm like show it to me and I just watch the format and I'd stop you're yeah. never going to deadlift like that again Yeah. so I don't know how much monitoring there is being done and I can understand with a class of 30 if you have one person it's going to be hard to see everything um, and then ego is always playing too and that much. would be a really tough thing to do it would be to, to, to micromanage out 30 people yeah I tell you guys a great program Johnny Franco that comes in here his program is pretty legit if you ever like he, him and I talk all the time because we have a, I have one of my clients as one of his players. Who's his uh, – where's he where's he doing at? Tyrone. Does he do it at Yeah, Tyrone? he's very good his program. We talk all the time, and it's pretty legit. Yeah. Yeah, so he's a good, really good coach. I think because he brings passion, he
2: cares about it. Like well, wants what's his, to do is good. his dad coaching down there now again? He was at Altoona, yeah, I no, think. I think he left. I don't know where he's He did at leave now. and then came to Altoona and coached, and then I think he went – I mean, I think he was trying to get back into Tyrone, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure where his dad at. I just know as far as he goes
0: – He's definitely got a different, you know, again, older generation. His dad, and my father, together, like that older, that old school generation. Some things he would fixed, and Johnny stepping in and kind of
2: upgrading everything. So, yeah, be good. Yeah. So there, there are some, some things that you're gonna, you know, it's gonna be the same. It's it's staples. You're gonna back squat. You're gonna bench press. These dudes are pushing people away from them. You know, those muscles that it makes sense to do those exercises, but like one thing that, like I said, our program focused on was the warm up and the cool down, which I think that gets thrown out the window a lot. And that's pretty important I think as far as like, uh, I I never want to say injury prevention, what the hell do I want to say? Preventing, you're not preventing anything really because injury can happen. It just helps.
0: It helps reduce the the risk, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Well you do a lot of activation drills. I do. You're big at activation, right? So for anybody out there not sure, can you explain what an activation drill is? So
2: if you were to come in and do a, like today is chest day, (laughs) and you see these dudes do it all the time, like today's chest day, I'm gonna warm up on the treadmill what the fuck is warming up your chest on the treadmill? (laughs) Like how are you warming up your chest, you're not. Right. You know, right? And there's a lot more that goes into a bench press than just your chest, right? Your shoulders are working, your triceps are helping push the bar up, right? A lot of other Even things your go. Your lats into, are involved. Yeah, your lats got to be engaged yeah. on the yep. bench. Even your feet—you got to drive your feet through the ground, right. right? So, I guess in that aspect, maybe warm up the treadmill would help your loosen your hips up. Maybe I don't know, but you got to do things that. But that's not your primary mover. They're more synergistic muscles than the right, are. right. Primary so you got to do things that are going to warm up the actual muscles that you're going to be using. Right. So things like. Um, Shorter rotation, um, I do lots and lots of stuff for the rotator cuff, tons, from people that actually use it every day. Like I have baseball players and softball players that I train to just a normal person every day, gym go or whatever, just coming in to get, get in shape, you know, so it's good for everybody, especially good for people that are going to be using it more often, like your baseball pitcher. For a rotator cuff, it's pretty important to warm up your rotator cuff and loosen it up and get it through the full range of motion before you're, you go in there and start throwing 50 pitches, or however many you're going to throw, whatever it is. So, it's about supposed to be about making the mind-body connection, right? So I can come in here, I can be like, oh, I'm going to do legs, so I'll do a couple knee bends, you know, and keep my legs straight and try not touch my toes, you know, because I'm working my legs. So um, I'll, I'll warm them up a little bit, but like you need to be able to be like, all right, whenever I'm doing a squat, my quads are being activated on the way back up and then my hamstrings are controlled on the way down, things like that. My ankle mobility has a huge, huge play in how far down I'm able to go, things like that. So it's not just stretching. It's about thinking about what you're actually doing and moving with a purpose. Yes. But. And that's,
0: uh, I'm starting to see more and more people out here on the floor. I think warming up and activation is starting to become pretty popular yeah. now, at least at least becoming recognized as super important because now you're starting to see a lot of people come in here, spend the fifteen twenty minutes getting things
2: primed before working out. It's so it's, it's good, because much see, as i hate to see people that. hanging out on the fucking turf because it needs to be used for things like pushing the sleds, right. you know, and not, you're not just stretching. But I, you're right, I do see more people sitting on the turf. They're not doing things where it's just like. Like I said, touching my toes, bending my knees, whatever it is. They're actually laying on the ground, moving through yes. range of motion, taking a strap if you need to use a strap or a band, whatever, to help you push that limit a little further each time or whatever it may be. So... <laughs> As much as I hate them hogging up the turf whenever it should be used yep. for other things, it's still good to see people doing it, and I think you're right; it is getting more popular.
0: Well, I think, especially when when people see the trainers, they see you do it, and then the other kind of people, are like, well, if he's gonna do that, I need to start yeah. doing that, and then it becomes like just becomes an effect. It's just that that spiral effect, yeah, yeah. and then you see some of the bigger guys out here when they start doing, it, everybody watches the big guy, so they're like, oh, wait, if he's stretching, maybe I should. Yeah, try. I don't do think you know anybody's it? watching me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's, 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 but yeah, that's um. So go back
2: into your college. So you went into, where did you end up going to college at from high school? IUP. IUP. Yep. yep. So whenever I got into ninth grade, I knew come springtime, I'm running track regardless. So then football becomes the back burner, right? Because I didn't want to get hurt for spring, right? And I was like, there's no chance of me getting any sort of money at all to go to college playing football. I'm not, I'm just not there. I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get any fucking bigger from ninth grade to 12th grade. And it, I was exactly right. It didn't happen, right? I didn't get any bigger. I just kind of, I still went to lifting, maintained that, did all that stuff, but it was more maintenance for springtime, okay. right? I didn't really care for football at all. It was more for my grandfather and my dad. Like, they wanted me to go play. I was like, I guess I'll play, you know? And looking back, football training did help me out because their program was good, like I said before. Right. Like, they had it very structured and stuff. So I think it did help me, going to lifting and things like that. But if I didn't have to play in the fucking game, I wouldn't have. <laughs> I would just gone into the lifting and did the stretching and conditioning, stuff like that, and prepare myself for springtime. But... So, anyway, did that. Ninth grade comes around. I think I increased my jumps every single year, I think. Wow. So, initially, when I went into track, I didn't even know about the long triple jump. Those are my two events. I signed up initially, and, like, when you sign up, you're supposed to say, what events do you want to do? And I was just like, I guess I'm going to be a sprinter. I'll do the 100-meter dash. Turns out I'm not a fucking 100-meter sprinter. (laughs) (laughs) Your talents were elsewhere. So, I did run the 100 meters, and Coach Loverch looks at me, and he goes, I think you should be jumping. <laughs> I was just like, "All right, I guess I'll try it," you know. So I did, and ended up being, I guess, semi decent at it, you know. And then as I went through the years, I improved, 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 and stuff like that. And uh, then he was like, "I think you should do the two hundred meter dash." He's like, "You're you're really long, so it takes you a little bit more time to get up to full speed. That's so true. let's say that that be, uh, you know, you really only going to run one hundred fifty meters because fifty meters of that two hundred is getting is getting you." Through the power stage and drive phase and all that stuff, he's like, "Because you're so long, 100 meter dash isn't for you. Because you don't have that much time. It's, right. it's you know, it's 13 seconds or something like that. It's a 100 meter dash. You don't have a lot of time to get out of the drive phase and actually open up your stride. So then he wanted me to run the 200. I'm like, oh whatever. 200 won't be that bad. The 200 fucking sucks. It's the worst. <laughs> it's at the very end of the meet, and after I've already done everything else, I'm like ready to start unwinding. Like you're done. You think you're done. I've done all my jumps, all that stuff, and then and then the 200 meter dash comes up, and I'm like, fuck. You know, and you run a 200 meter dash, it's like 25 seconds or something like that, maybe, you know, maybe even less than that. But 25 seconds of a dead sprint. Right. It burns you out. You know, like the only thing worse than that's going to be the 400 meter dash, (laughs) you know. So I hated running the 200. and Like I said, it was at the end of the end of the day. I didn't want to do it. And sometimes triple jump ran like the whole way to the end of the meet because it started later because I do a long jump first and it's usually in the same pit as triple jump, right? So you gotta wait for a long jump to all to be done, guys and girls, and then, oh, depending on where you are. Bellwood's nice because we have a guys and girls pit, but sometimes all you'll have was one pit, you know? And so you had to wait for long jump to be done then the triple jump would start later. So sometimes I'd be doing two hundred meter dash in between my triple jumps. And that's when I was like, I don't wanna do this. Like that's gonna be detrimental. I can't just burn my legs out and then come back here and be expected to jump again. So we had the conversation a lot. And he was just like, we, we need you at the 2, we need you to the 2. I fucking hated the 2. Yeah. But anyway, so then we, uh, what was the point of me telling you? I don't even know why. You were running the 200. You just said you were just. Oh, I hated running the 2. I hated it. But apparently I was good at it. I qualify for districts in the 200, the long jump, and the triple jump. Oh, wow. So we get the districts, right? And I. Uh, this is my senior year. Long jump took time into the 200, not triple jump. So I had already did the shortboard jump, and I won. And so I got golden districts that year. Then long jump is still going on, and I'm currently sitting at third. And the 200-meter die just come up, my like, coach, just scratch it. Let's just scratch it. I don't want to run the two. Like, I have the opportunity here. Like, I have two more jumps I need to get. I want to be on the top of the podium, right? right. So he's like, no, you got to run the two. That's going to be more points for the team. I was like, fuck you, man. I was so mad at him. <laughs> I was so fucking mad. Yeah, I just a team concept. You're looking for Yeah, I'm yourself. looking for myself. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, it is a team sport, but right. at the end of the day, it's like, how well did I do? Correct. You know, so, uh, whatever. I ran the 200-meter dash. I got seventh. And he was very mad at me because I walked across the finish line. So, obviously, it's a sprint, right? So, I started slowing down way before the finish line. Usually, you, you know, you run up into the next run, turn a little yep. bit. I stopped like right at the finish line, maybe two, three steps over, and I walked right over the pit. I'm shaking my legs out. He comes over, and he's like, So mad. He's like, What were you doing? He's like, I saw you slow down there. And I'm like, Coach, I told you I didn't want to run it. I'm going to jump. You know, I need to jump, and now my legs right. are on fire because I just did a freaking sprint, and they're going to call my name here in a couple minutes. You know, I got to jump. So he's really mad at me. I ended up placing seventh. I got a ribbon for that. But then I ended up placing third in the fucking triple jump or oh, nice. long jump. Right? So I walked away with two medals. As a young kid, though, I'm thinking these could be two gold medals if I didn't run the stupid 200, right? Right. right. <laughs> Instead, I'm walking away with, uh, you know, a yeah. gold and a
0: so you start bronze. Second that, so second yeah. guessing that 200.
2: Yeah. So match. I'm like, shit. If, that, if I wouldn't have done that, I'd be good. Well, districts goes and comes and goes, whatever. And that the jump that I jumped the districts put me seated first in the state for triple jump. So, coach leverage was trying to hide it from me, right? So it was in the papers, like they rank. You know, the triple jumper, they, they rank everybody, but they ranked me, and everyone else is going to trip, triple jump st- in states, and I was ranked first. So he was trying to hide it from me. He's like, I don't want you to find out because then it gets in your head, right? Obviously, I'm young, fucking little arrogant kid. That I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. now I'm, 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 I'm first in the state. Yeah, I'm going to kick ass here. I go to states, and I place fifth. I was so fucking mad, so mad. I jumped like 45 feet some odd inches at Districts. And I went to states, and I only jumped like 44.11. I didn't even crest, break 45. You know, so I'm super, super mad. And I got a medal, right? I, fifth in the state is pretty good, I think. Pretty good, yeah. It's For me, first. it's not, first. It's not I, first. That was in the back of my mind. I was like, it's not fucking first. I came here seated first, and I didn't get first. So I was, I was disappointed, right? And everyone's looking. And there's kids walking around without any hardware. I'm walking around with this fifth-place medal on my, on my chest, and... I'm all pissed off, and there's kids walking, like, they came to the states, and they didn't get shit, <laughs> you know, I'm walking away with something, you know, and I just, I don't know, it just, it did get to my head, he was right, he was like, I didn't want you to see the paper, I didn't want anyone to tell you, because my English teacher's one told me like we, I walk into English the one day and it's like a couple of days before stage and she's like oh we got a celebrity on our hands you know and if you knew this lady Miss K, she's like oh super gosh. super like she's a little over yes, the top yeah she's always over the top you know so as soon as I walk into English the one day oh we got a celebrity on our hands I'm like I don't know what the fuck she's talking about and then she says and she gets the paper out and the whole class is like you know root for me and shit like that because I'm seated first in the state and then everyone's like on my case throughout the day They're like oh good luck you know you're going to be number one number one you know and then that gets in your head you know right. so it's just like this thing and then. Once I get to fifth place, I'm just like, I fucking lost. I lost for everybody. Everybody was rooting for me. And I fucking lost. I sucked. You know, in reality, whatever, looking back, like I said, there's kids like walking around with nothing and I had something.
0: But I like that you know? mindset.
2: I like that that you, you don't settle. You're not, that's good enough. I like people
0: that say, I can do better. Yeah. Like, I just think that makes it better. It just makes it better, you know, competitively, <coughs> gives you something to strive for. Funny Some story. people hit fifth, fifth and go, sorry, not to interrupt. Okay. Some people hit fifth and be like, I'm cool with that because you're right Fifth Estate's a big deal and some people are like hey that's pretty good yeah, look, yeah
2: looking back like, man, like, I mean I guess it is pretty good, you it know? Is but good. At, at the time, time at the sure. time I was like I suck this sucks man I didn't get first I was seated first and I fucked up <laughs> that's
1: do <that's, laughs> so, so I, hard, I, I don't know what the actual situation was with her but so when I was in Miss K's class for English which was I don't remember doing a whole lot of English yeah, she no. was always doing yearbook stuff right <laughs> yes so She had me, like, cleaning out the cabinets in the back because I was real stupid. No one to, like, go So she just kept me busy doing oddball stuff. I'd be the guy that was, like, sticking the wax paper stuff to, like, the wall. (laughs) Like, go over here and cut this stuff up, okay. All right, cool. So the one day she was like, hey, I need you to clean out those cupboards in the back. And when I did, there was a picture of her, I swear to God. Of her and like half of the Chicago Bulls team. Yeah, she said she always that was her yeah, thing. She she, she had, met Michael Jordan. Right? She had yeah. like pictures of her with Michael Jordan. Yeah. like letters from Michael Jordan to yeah. her. like all kinds of stuff. It was nuts. Yeah, and I like I I opened it up and I'm like, what the heck is this? And I sh- I showed it to her and she's like, oh, that's from a while ago. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <And like, laughs> yeah, yeah. Completely it was like, like
1: pretended it just wasn't even a yeah. thing. And I'm like, oh, that's wow. freaking Michael Jordan. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She was, awesome. she was
2: definitely interesting. Yeah. She was interesting for sure. Very, very neat lady. Yeah. Was her name? Miss K. Miss K. What was it? Suko. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Kavinsky, I think was her name. Yeah, last Kavinsky. Time. Kavinsky. Huh. Yeah. She was definitely interesting.
0: Yeah. So fifth place, right? So you come back. This is your senior That was
2: my senior that year. Was that was senior, it. That was That's it. another thing too. I didn't have a, I didn't have a chance to come this back next so year, right? It. Yeah, this is my this is final. This is this is it. This is all last year, and I yeah. got fuck. And I got fifth. Yeah. Uh, that's good cool. anyway. So, then this dude from Bucknell approaches me. I already I had already committed to at this point. And he approaches me and he doesn't he's the typical like re- recruiter type message. He goes, "You look pretty good in blue and orange." I was like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) you know, then he tells me who he is and stuff like that. And he's like, I'm the head coach at Bucknell or whatever. And I was kind of like, I didn't even ask him any questions. I didn't know if that meant he was going to give me scholarship money or what. But I had already, I guess, verbally committed to IUP. They asked me to be on the team there. So I was like, "Ah, I've already got IUP. You know, it's closer to home and, you know, whatever. I gave him this whole thing. He's like, all right, well, if you ever change your mind, you know, and he gave me his business card, whatever the hell it was, you know. But that was at States. And then, too, I was also still pissed off, so I didn't really care to inquire anymore about that guy. I was like, "Nah, man, I'm already going to (laughs) IUP. So then I went to IUP, right, and uh, same thing. But actually, and this is where I will, again, give Bellwood the credit because in college, if you were a jumper, you just did jumper shit. Like you didn't run like we did in high school. So in high school, it didn't matter if you threw the fucking shot put. You ran Monday mile with everybody. Sprinters, oh, really? pole vaulters, jumpers, everybody. Everyone did the same workouts, it was just slightly modified. Okay. So I think I like that put me ahead as well. You know, yeah. right? That made me better because I was not just jumping. Around it, right? So when we get to college, it's like we hit the pit for practice, and then I'm like, alright, you know, conditioning's coming up, and then we're like, you're good, you're good to go. I'm like, what? Like, that's, not this, it. that's not how this works. I was like, we need to get our asses kicked. Like, we, all I did was run in the sand for a couple like hours. Is this hours, my warm-up you know? or what Yeah, is I was this? like, what the hell, you know? And, nope, he's like, nope, that's it, you jump today. I'm like, what the, what? <laughs> that's not how it works, man. Like, we need to get over there and do some conditioning. Like, I need to fucking be breathing hard when I leave here. Eat more. You know? So, but anyway, so I obviously didn't have a say in that. I'm a fucking freshman. Right. And, of course, all the older jumpers are like, yeah, man, this is it. It's all we do. Like the seniors are like, yeah, it's really fucking awesome. Yeah, we jump. I'm like, yeah, it's <laughs> fucking awesome. She didn't do anything. Right. <laughs> but you can still say you're on the track team at IUP. Like you don't do anything, though. Like we did, you know, got our steps, ran a few run-throughs, and then it's like, all right, practice is done. And there's the sprinters over there fucking dry heaving because they're like, you know, <laughs> sprinting doing this workout that they're going to die for because they're going to run in meets and stuff. So, anyway, then they start, so we did do, um, there are some, like, uh, there's like a, we did indoor track and then outdoor track, so there's like this, you know, transition time between seasons, right, so we do just conditioning, so that is when everybody does the same workout, you know, but it's still modified, it's like high school then, so it's modified, you know, jumpers are in this group, sprinters are in this group, you're expected to hit certain times for your respective group, right, um, and then they must have noticed, oh, he can kind of run too. So, at that point, they were like, we're putting you in the two. I was like, oh, man, <laughs> exactly what I did not want to hear. Like, I hated the two in high school. And they're like, we think you should run the 200 for us. And I'm like, fuck. And at this point, they're giving me a little bit of money. So, I'm like, how do I tell them no? Like, they're paying for my, pretty much my books, you know. Right. And I was like, fuck, what do I do here? So, obviously, <laughs> don't say no. and I do it. But then I tell them. I did tell my coaches at one point. I'm like, listen, I hate running the two. Like, good at it or not, I don't care. I don't want to be good at it because I don't want to run it and they're like, "Well, how would you feel about running the 4x1?" And I was like, "All right, now we're, now we're talking. Taking some taking some distance off. How, let's right. keep talking here." Right. And I was like, "And it's all not on me. So it's more of a team thing." All right. All right. Team, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so then they started putting me in the 4x1, and I started doing that, and it wasn't it wasn't bad. I liked that too, you know. So, then I ran the 4x1, and I did long triple and high jump. It sort of up making me high jump in college too, but I didn't really take off in the high jump. I think the highest I ever jumped was maybe, maybe six foot. Maybe I never really cared for a high jump. It was Which is odd uh, because you have a really good vertical jump, and as tall as you are, you figured. Yeah, well, I think it's about a flexibility thing too. Because oh, really? whenever you go over the bar, it's like you know, arching your back, and yeah. so I'm, I don't think I was didn't have that. Kind yeah, of I didn't have that. Yeah, so yeah. high jump's not about like height paper really. Over there. It was kind of like yes to fucking board, and then I fell, and whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it goes through the board, kind of takes <laughs> yeah. everything out yeah. like a ball in a china shop. Yeah.
0: All right, so now you're into uh, your your freshman year. You complete your freshman year.
2: Does the training get better, or does that pretty much was that your training regime for four years? So it was kind of cool because we had like obviously are students first. You're supposed to be students first, obviously, but uh, a couple of the students were in my major, right, and they were older, so they actually like as their project or whatever it may be for a school, they would write programs for us, like because it was graded, and then they would write programs for the team that they were on, so. One girl, she um, she wrote a program for us, and it was supposed to be similar to what like Olympic hurdlers were doing because she was a hurdler. So, but as far as the weight room goes, so that's what we were doing too. We would do stuff that she had written that she learned in school. We were we would do that in the weight room. So training did get better. That was my sophomore year. I think she was her. She was doing her senior project, whatever it was. So then we, it was like high school all over again, right? They gave us sheets <laughs> and it was three days, put out over three days. So you had a pack it. you had to keep track of your packet, right? You had to right. bring it in your bag and that. So obviously you're a little older in college, right? So mm-hmm. you're just like, I mean, coaches weren't, it wasn't a coach's thing. Like they weren't there. You were expected to just go and right. do that. on Responsibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah do it when you, you can. So you it. can go like super early in the morning or after practice. Right and they said that they weren't gonna be there, but they would always do like these kind of like, you know, checking the door things, you know, like, Oh, is anybody in here? And they would check. Um mm-hmm. I, was like, oh, your phone? I was like, What is that? That'll be the oh, camera they were from. attempting to use. Oh, okay. Oh. It doesn't look like it's gonna work there, honey. That's all right. Sorry. I mean, right <laughs> anyway, but yeah, So we were uh you know, so we would they would peek their heads in the head head the room and make sure that you were there or whatever, but uh you know, and I we always did it. Me and my one buddy, my roommate in college, she's like He's kind of like me. I'm like, dude, we got to do this. And he's like, you're right. We're doing it. You know, he's a strength conditioning coach now for Mississippi State, I think. Nice. But, uh, yeah, so we were in the same major, and he ended up being my roommate, and he ran track with me for a while, whatever. But, um, yeah, so we went in, and we did that stuff. And same thing, working out of the packet, you know, you keep track of your numbers and all that stuff. So it did get better as I went on. But, like, when I first walked in there and we didn't do any sort of conditioning after practice, I'm like, this is not what I'm used to. (laughs) But I guess that's how I got there. You know, because Coach Lovers didn't treat us like we were individual events. It was like, no nah, man, you're on the track team. That was where the team aspect came in. Right. Because it, it was called Mile Monday. And if you didn't make it in Mile Monday, you had to keep repeating Monday Mile until you, can tell you got God that sucked just that by time. looking at his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When well, he says it, he still hates the, the little. Yeah. And that mile was just Monday. a mile run, the whole it was team. A mile run. The whole team did it every single Monday. Good. And if they didn't make it we try again. <laughs> it was the worst. Well, it sounds like they were
1: at least setting, if, if for nothing else, I mean, kind of realizing that maybe your whole life may not revolve around you being able to run a um, 100-meter dash. Right. You know, they're trying to set you up for success for the rest of your life, which sounds like that's...
2: Well, obviously, nobody, and then nobody wants to get punished, right? Because if, if you don't make it, you get punished as a team, not as an individual. Right. Yep. right. So there's these freaking huge kids that probably have never run in their lives, running this Monday mile, and we're all done. You know, we'd already been done, but we all sit there on the sidelines cheering for them because we're like, we're not going to fucking lose because these guys aren't, you know, we need them to pick it up too. So, like, it becomes a team thing at that point, right? You're motivating everybody around you to get better because you don't want to suffer the consequences if they suck, right? Everyone's got to be good so we all don't suck. (laughs) And this is why, and it's funny that you said that because
0: you and I just had this for that D-ball conversation. You were like, why are we going to have... If my partner drops that D-ball, why do I do burpees? People understand that team concept of it's policing your own. If I want to do good and I know that guy's going to cost me something, now I'm on his ass. I'm telling them, you need to step up, you need to be better, train harder. And then it gets in his head, he's like, well, I'm disappointing my teammates now. Yeah. I need to push myself a little bit beyond. That's where I like that.
2: Military did the same thing. Well, so that goes to the mentality aspect of it, yes. right? So I may be the fittest, strongest dude that comes in and I can hold the D-ball for an hour. But if my partner can't do that... And, right. I, I, you know, I, the mentality is, well, I'm the best. You know, my partner, he probably sucks. You know, so the, the, the mentality thing, it right. gets thrown out the window. Correct. Right? Now you come to level playing field. And yeah, and that, out, it's how like do, how do you how, how do equalize how, this? Yeah, how do you equalize it? Yeah, you have to do that. And it forces you to do it. It's not just like... Sometimes you do it, sometimes you don't. You, you actually have to do it.
0: That's a great, <laughs> and that's why I love, the military did it all the time. and yeah. That's what they did. You you screwed up the whole platoon, took the beating. You're yeah. like, son of a bitch, this guy's pissing me off. Yeah. So then we kind of get in his ass a little bit and be like, man, you either need to step up and get the hell out. Yeah. Because you're, you're screwing us all up. So anyways, I always like that concept. Sorry. Get in his ass a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he's going. Get in his ass. I mean, you're you're getting. You're getting I think in. we know what it means. Nah, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> he's like, go like, nah, no, and no, pull no, the no. guy aside and give him like, a come to Jesus meeting. And tell him, listen, dude, this is this is where you're at. This is where you need to be at. Fix your fix your shit, and move on. You know, either drive on or, or quit. Do whatever you need to do. I mean, in the military, wasn't no quit, but we'd kind of have a way of getting people to do what we needed. So. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, don't do that anymore. We're not, we're not getting in <laughs> anybody's ass. We get in their ass. Ball on, you got no, 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 no. You, you got to catch up to You got to catch up to my lingo. My lingo is we get in their ass. That's what you do. That's what you did. T- that was a that was a military thing. Get in his ass. Get in his ass. Make him go. It's
2: 2022.
0: If anybody out there listening, you yeah, can't. If anybody out there listening, we want to know if you've ever heard that. Getting in someone's ass. Oh, I think they have. They have. Not the way you're saying Not the sexual way, as far as motivating. Getting in someone's ass. And this
1: was where the podcast went from. No, I guarantee So you guys, message us. on someone's ass. I'm telling you,
0: it's in their ass. No, I don't think you so. Don't. So you never heard somebody say, "You better get knee deep in his ass." Uh, you never heard this? Not. How many gay porns have you watched? Yeah, thank uh, you you. This <laughs> <joke>. <laughs> Well, like, that's that's regardless. That's, that's, that's <laughs> Some, well, offline, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> I, I want I, I want someone to reach out to us when they hear this. I'm looking at my phone's going and out. I want <laughs> them to, saying, "Shut up, Scott." <laughs> I want them to say, "Yeah, I've heard that comment before. See, I, I think you're going to find out my generation is what we did." Anyways, moving on. This, this conversation with South. You guys, so, you guys made now this a senior weird senior in college. You guys, you guys made this weird thanks. Assholes. Go ahead. He's got a weird fascination with anal, rectal, butt terminology. Hey, make sure we we're gonna have to put our triple our X rating on this one. It's already been on You're a senior now, right? You were a senior? Did you go to States again? Yeah, Betsy was seminal. a senior. <laughs> no. Yeah, Betsy was a senior. He okay. graduated.
2: Oh, I'm just- so um, your degree exercise science, correct? Because yep. you said you were working on that. Yeah. So originally I had an athletic training. I was going for athletic training. What's and the difference for those of us that are dumb? Like- so athletic training, you actually had to get accepted into the program with good enough grades and you had to take a test and pass it. And they only accepted so many people out of the it program. Of that? So I, maybe I could have, I don't know. But at that time in my life, I was like, I already competed on the track. I ain't competing in the books. It was like, I don't care enough about this to want to compete and make myself better at this part of it. Right Right now, I need to focus on track. So I was a terrible student athlete because you're supposed to be a student first, and then athletics comes next. But in that mindset, like I'm a sophomore in college, so my freshman year was like kind of like a cakewalk. You know, it was like I took basic BS classes just to – you know, get in there, and then you start taking more major, uh, your major specific classes the following year, right? But so I thought I, th- I thought training was something I wanted to do, and then I realized that it's a acceptance program thing, and I was kind of like, nah, well, I don't want to do that, you know, like I'd rather not do that. So how about we not do? <laughs> then I then I switched my major over to exercise science, which is pretty much just like the umbrella you know, basic kinesiology degree, right? So I could still go and be like a gym teacher or a coach or something like that, you know. And then I started doing that instead, which is not an acceptance program. You just kind of, you go through it, and then uh, that was it. So that was from my, I think I was an athletic training major from my entire night, my entire freshman year. And then beginning my sophomore year, they were like, said about the acceptance thing. And I'm like, Oh shit, I got to do something. <laughs> so then I talked to my advisor and he was like, Oh yeah, we can get you out of there. We'll put you in. And not so a I'm, I'm like, this you, get this stuff, you can definitely pass." <laughs> exactly. That's all I cared about. Right. But yeah. So then I got into exercise science and then I graduated with an exercise science degree. So where'd you go from graduation? What happened from there? So from graduation, I came home. So throughout my entire college career, I did almost every other weekend Back at back home, I worked at Best Way in Greenwood. That was my first job. And That's what my son works at now. Yeah, so I used to work at Best Way in Greenwood, and then I would come back every other weekend, be on the schedule, make some money, and then go back, go boat. But then once track season hit, I usually had meets every weekend, so I would take you know the season off or whatever, and then come back. He always let me come back, which is great. But then uh, after I graduated college, he actually reached out to me, and he goes, "Hey." Uh, what are your plans now? I was like, I really don't I don't have a job lined up or anything yet. I had to do a six-week internship or twelve week internship or something like that, which I did at the summit. And uh, but it was unpaid. So I still needed to work at Best Way. He's like, are you gonna come back? And I'm like, I mean if you'll have me back, I'll come back. He's like, I'll give you a dollar raise if you come back. I was like say less. Yeah. I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> he's a really nice guy that <laughs> he he an awesome yeah. guy. Kevin's a, great, a great guy. guy. Yeah, yeah he is. But uh, so then I went back and did that for a while and the old manager here when it was ProCare was Nicole. Her mom and my mom used to work together at the daycare center in Bellwood and her mom came into Bestway I think three times and the third time was whenever she was like "All right, you gotta get down there so she kept coming in and saying why don't you reach out to my daughter at ProCare and see if she'll hire you. She does the hiring and firing there and I'm like I'm not just gonna be like hey can I have a job? Like it just felt weird to me so I was like "Yeah, maybe I will whatever so then you know a few weeks go by and then she's like you know she comes back in hey did you reach out to my daughter yet? And I'm like no, not yet. You know, I kind of really don't know what to say. And she's like, I already told her you're going to call. Just call. And she's like, she's willing to, like, give you at least an interview. And I'm like, it just seems weird calling asking somebody for a job. So then she, like, slams down her daughter's card on the, Nicole's card on the table. She's like, call this number. And I'm like, fine, whatever. So I call. And that was whenever Jim Foreman owned the gym, right? So I call. And Nicole's like, yeah, come up. We'll set up an interview or whatever. So, you know, I dress up. Because I'm like I'm super nervous. It's my first like real job out of as a personal sausage. trainer.
1: When you dress up, are you dressing up in like a '90s Fubu tracksuit or like? <laughs>
2: yes, yes, right? that's, that's what I wore. Yes, no, dressing up actually was just a polo for me. But that's the dressiest I got. Right, <laughs> but I don't usually wear polo, so to, to me, I was dressed You're up. Pretty right? dressed yeah, up. so I so I came in right. I had my polo and khakis on. I'm super nervous, you know. And at that time, I had my half sleeve. Right, so I'm trying to pull my polo down just in case this guy. Doesn't want to hire me because I have visible tattoos, right? Because right. Kevin was extremely against my tattoos, and he wanted me to wear um, long sleeves up until this point to cover them up. I'm like, sorry, bro. Not happening. <laughs> oh, really? So the pizza shop was like that? Oh, he was That's an old McDonald's you, thing. You could, be, mm-hmm. you could be the best fucking pizza maker this side of the Mississippi, but if you had visible tattoos, you'd be like, sorry, bro. Can't hire right? you. Oh, yeah. He was the worst with it. The worst. Wow. But hey, I'm sure he's better now because I'm sure he can't find anybody that doesn't have visible tattoos now. Right. But, you know, whatever. But and it's not like it was that long ago either. It's just people have gotten more visible A tattoos. A lot more things ever. have yeah. become more yeah. accepted. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So anyway, then... Um, but then I'm like going like this, you know, the entire time like I'm interviewing, <laughs> yeah. them, I'm kind of like holding my arm like this so my sleeve goes down far enough, you know. But fucking Jim comes into the thing just leaving um, what used to be what well, Barbell Club is now. It used to be called To Be Fit, and it wasn't run by, obviously, Angie, and then they weren't here, but it used to be called To Be Fit. So he comes in from his class sweaty. He has his gym bag, throws it down the table, and he goes, so you want a job? <laughs> I was like, kind <laughs> of. You know? yeah. So he's asking me all this stuff, you know, like basic interview questions, you know, like how do you know you want to do this? You know, do you, you work well with people and others and whatever, stuff like that, you know? And originally, he was like, I don't really have an opening for you, but maybe Nicole can get you in a class. So at that point, she got me in teaching one class a week here. So I was like, well, I can't quit Bestway for one class a week. So then uh, I still worked at Bestway and here. And then I picked up one client, John Wolfe. It's my very first client. He was 80 years old. So he came three times a week um, at 9 o'clock in the morning, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So it was from 9 to 10. And then my class was in the evening, so he would come from nine to ten. Kevin put me on the schedule at eleven, so I would leave here, go back down to Greenwood from eleven to four. Then class was at four thirty. I'd come back up here and teach that class Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Tuesday, Thursday, I still worked the best way, just whenever he could get me in. So then, as I started, you know, I was, I'm working here more, and John was like very consistent. He'd always come Monday, Wednesday, Friday, at nine a.m. Rarely ever missed. If he did miss, he would let me know well beforehand so I could pick up extra hours the best way if I needed to. Well then, uh, I was playing hockey. I was in a hockey league in Tyrone. And ran into, what the hell's the kid's name? Greg Gates, he comes here. Oh yeah. Uh, ran into him like this. It was like a boxer's fracture. I ran into this way and I broke my- Oh, so you literally ran into him. literally ran into him. Oh yeah, ran into him. Yeah, ran into him. It's not yeah. what I thought you were saying. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> So then, like during the game, I'm just like "Ah, I'll just shake it off, you know. And then went back to the the bench, right, and waited for my shift to come back out. You know, I went, I kind of just shook it off. I'm like, ah, it's fine. Went back out, and I had the ball, and someone hit me, and I went like this on the wall to catch myself. And that when I was whenever I was like something's wrong. Yeah. Something's totally wrong. It instantly swelled up. You know, it's black and blue. And I was like, guys, I'm done for the (laughs) day. Yeah. Can't play. You know. So. But then the next day it comes around, swelling my down a little bit, and uh, I was like, um, maybe I should go get this looked at. I think it was a Sunday. Maybe I should go get this looked at. But the only place I could go was MedExpress. Med so I was like, I don't really want to go to Med Express. Mom's like, you're going to Med Express. <laughs> so I was like, all right, fine. So I went, and they told me that it was broken. You know, I took an x-ray, and I was like, it's a straight crack through the bone, whatever bone it was, I forget, one of the bones in my hand. But then I had to get surgery. So I had to get surgery, I had to wear a cast for like, six weeks or whatever it was, but cast is over my hand, right? So I can't be digging my hand in the food and stuff like that the best way whenever I have a cast on because it's probably freaking nasty, you know? So I told Kevin, I'm like, listen, man, this is just going to be my, the end. You know, like I don't, I can't really give you, I can give you a two week notice, but like I don't want to be handling food with my nasty ass cast, you know? It doesn't, you know, he's like, ah, I understand. You know, I think I maybe worked for the remainder of that schedule. And then he was just like, I understand, you know, if you want to come back after you get it off or whatever. There'll be a spot here for you. Well, then, since that happened, I talked to Nicole. I'm like, listen, I need some more responsibility here because I'm not going to work with Best Way anymore. Now I need to transition here. So then I picked up more classes, slowly got more clients. And as I'm like being molded to manage the Roaring Spring gym, they sell it. <laughs> so, like, I was working here and the Roaring Spring gym, splitting time back and forth, and they Nicole tells me, I don't know if, that, if how true it is, but she was like trying to push Jim to make me the manager out there. And which would have been cool, but then they sell Jim sold all four locations to eat to separate people, obviously range being one of them. And with a pro care and, and Roaring Spring's still open, correct? Yep. That's because that's run by yeah, and runs it, it. Yeah, they yeah. still run it. And then the guy that they sold to in Bedford still runs, and then obviously they bought the Huntington one off of Johnny. Okay. But um, um so I was like, shit, do I stay? <laughs> Do I wait for them to fire me? Or what do I do? Yeah, what do you do? You know, I was like, you know, how, am I going to make it? You know, whatever. But uh, so, because people started leaving. People that I had, like, that were like my introduction into this, like other coaches that were teaching the class that I was teaching are leaving because Ray and Andrew are taking over. I'm like, fuck, what do I do here? Like, everyone that I know is leaving. Should I stay? Are they going to, are they just going to be like, ah, sorry, bro. You know, they're going to come in and clean house or what? I didn't know. And I was like, I guess I'm just going to keep training like I normally do and then if that time comes fall back on best way until I find something else I guess you know but that time obviously never came because here I am now but um, and then things started to pick up a little bit more and stuff like that and then that's that's where I am yeah you know so I think, I, think I am only the only person left from you're yeah, the original maybe. Nah, Tim is too oh, Tim. oh and Matt Matt the tennis guy oh yeah but other than that like all the other trainers you guys are new you guys yeah. are all rookies All the new
0: people yeah yeah it was uh, it's nice to have that change when they come over and I know I'm sure people left just because nobody likes change you know people get so set on something and yeah. we started tearing down walls and kind of taking out the dividers yeah. and creating a whole different atmosphere in here that would you
2: know, they probably, probably kick themselves in the ass now and well some of those people pretty were, were here for forever too so it yeah. was like that was big change like yeah. when you're taking fucking walls out yep. they're like man it's been like this for however long I've been here now you're just gonna tear the walls down like it's nothing which obviously we're Major improvements. Huge improvements. Not, not any, like, none of the things that they have done have been detrimental yeah. at all. Like, they're all for the better well, of the I gym. Like, I like just the main floor. Remember,
0: you probably don't remember this, but this used to be dividers out here in the main floor. So there was, like... Yeah, the zigzag partition. like, yeah. partition.
2: You'd have, like, a bench. You'd have, like, a mirror in front of you. But then it was... Which is weird. The one wall had a TV sand. on it right in front of the incline bench, so yeah. if like you could incline bench and just watch TVs like right here. It was. <laughs> and that really was way before Josh's time. It, it, yeah. w- it was weird. It was definitely different. And then the back room. But you would be surprised about, about how many fucking people were mad that we took those down because really? you lost mirror space. Right? There were but mirrors were lining those walls, so they were like, the "Where's the fucking mirrors at?" And you're like, "Dude, get you, get over yourself. Yeah. You don't need the fucking the mirrors." mirrors. Yeah, so it just creates so much more space. Some dude canceled his membership because we tore those tore those walls down. Unbelievable! Well You know, because we fill out a cancellation form, we put reason for cancellation. He put because you tore, <laughs> tore those that, right. those those stupid walls that's, down. That's like not right our guy. Idiot. That's You're not right our idiot. Yeah. You know, well, the but, back
0: so the back used to be so there was like four different rooms back there. They at one point they had like they started creating like a little functional fitness room. Like so in the back corner, Remember? yeah, I mean, that, that, that
2: wall out. That was the that was the power room, I guess. The it was. train, the personal training room. You weren't supposed to take anything out of there. Nothing from that room was supposed to come out in the gym floor. And one time I did that, and Blaze looks at me, the other trainer used to be here, and he goes, did you just get those dumbbells from in there? I was like, yeah, I needed them. They were 12s. There was 12s in there. We don't have 12s on the floor. I needed 12s. And he goes, you better make sure you put those back, dude. Nothing comes out of that room. And I'm like, what, what
1: the fuck?
2: <laughs> yeah, all right, fine. I mean, I'll put them back. Whatever, that's fine. But it was like, that was like the sacred room. You couldn't go in there and mess anything up, and it was like... You know, someone would get mad at you if you pulled anything out of it. It was it, it was super, super weird. Wow. And then the wall next to that was the child area. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where the window is, at barbell. Mm-hmm. So you could see in there. That, and then the storage room on the very end is still the same, the one right there outside right. the Zoom where room. Where the garage is at. And then there used to be another storage room down the other end where the black wall is down here. So it was one, two, three, four different rooms. We still oh, have right. a fourth one on the wall, but right. Barbell Club was like separated like by, by four different walls. Oh no, there was a power room in there, there's too. The uh, power room was in there, I forgot about that. Right where the light dumbbells are out here, there's you can see the difference in paint. Yeah. There was a huge door that went into it was like a deadlift platform, and then all like the heavy weights were in there. That's yeah. where you would go to do your pretty much like our power room now, but it was way smaller. Yeah, yeah. The power room yeah. now used to be a doctor's office, and there yeah. was a massage parlor, and then it went into it tattoo removal. The tattoo was removal was in. Oh, there. was there? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, there was the spa, which was like That's the, you right. could go get your get a massage, and then they had like the you could get like facials and stuff. I think in there and stuff. I don't know. They had <laughs> all kinds of stuff at the spa. The spa didn't last very long though. No. But, um, they've done very well at
0: understanding and listening to what people want and you know how to maximize a space for what people want and they've done very well with that so you guys have there's all still tons there. of space here it's there's realized. a lot of space here yeah, yeah. This yeah. Was, so um, so on a personal level getting ready to be a daddy
2: yeah What's she doing yeah november
0: 11th you excited
1: yeah yeah i s- i got to participate in the poll for the name <laughs> His name's already decided.
0: Oh, Scott. so wait a minute. We got him Scott, right? Scott.
1: <laughs> no, we got to do no. a shameless plug here because my question for Jeremy is, what's it like to have a fan page? So you actually have like a whole group of people that just post pictures and things about you. Yeah, it's, it's a little uh, ridiculous, I think. But yeah, dancer legs, dancer legs something yeah. like that. Yeah, there, I saw there was supposed to be some boxing match, right? There was going to be a
2: celebrity match. Yeah, and then I got COVID, so it didn't you happen. Got COVID, you got COVID, and you got kicked out. Yeah. That then, was my that was my out. My out was Christmas Day and he and he was like, No no, no we'll do Christmas Day, I don't care. I was like, Oh shit. Well then I got COVID on the twenty fourth. <laughs> <he laughs> last last year. A fake test, So so we didn't thought get a fake failed test. Didn't do I wasn't gonna do it anyway, but Evan and Ian are always fucking They're fucking funny. with me. How did you how do you know those guys? They're just from So, so Ian originally was a client of mine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to come and uh I think Steve Steve, his dad somehow knows Danielle's dad. Okay. And they that's how I got in contact with Ian to start training. And uh, and then freaking Evan and Ian are like butt buddies, so then Evan became a client too. So and then obviously like I was training Ian pretty consistently, like twice a week for a while. And then he started only doing speed and agility and then he bumped up to hour long sessions for weight training as well. So we would do some weight training and speed and agility. And then Evan was like, Well I wanna do it too. So then he started doing some and then um, that's just how it how it started, and then obviously developed this relationship where they seem to think that we're uh, <laughs> now it's gorilla House Labro sixty nine all about
0: Jeremy. Yeah, um, so how did you meet Danielle? How did you guys end up
2: meeting? I trained her parents before, Kelly and yeah, I, Kelly and Bob. I met Kelly and Bob first, and they wanted me to get set up with Kaylin, the younger daughter, first because she was into the gym and working out things like that, and Danielle wasn't really right, but. Um, I think Kalen's 24, maybe. I'm 28, so I was just like, I don't know. Probably kind of a big difference in age for me at the time. I was like, nah. actually, I already had another girlfriend, too. <laughs> so my right. ex-girlfriend I had at the time, and they're trying to set us up, and I'm like, I, I, I'm with somebody. And then they were like, well, just a, just, just dinner. Like, just playing it off. And she had a boyfriend at the time, too, so I'm like, like. <laughs> They're not going to be okay <laughs> with this. Neither one of our significant others are going to be okay with this. Really yeah, they good. were just like, it's just dinner. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's a gray area. Uh... So we didn't do it, whatever. But then um, then, Allison and I broke up, and her and AJ broke up, and then Kelly's still on it. Like, you guys should go out sometime or whatever. And then I met her at Nick's. Nick Donnelly. He had a party for something, like Fourth of July or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I met Danielle there for the first time, like, officially. And that's whenever we set up our actual first date, which was at, like, 4Ds or something like that. We, like, went to the bar, and both – she got really, really drunk. But uh, – because I had to – If I'm going to deal with remember, this, time, I better start drinking. So how bad are you when this <laughs> podcast gets posted? It's my real She got really, really drunk, and then we went and stayed – we actually stayed at Nick's house that night together. And then after that, it was just like we just – yeah. Where it came Took from. off from there. That's awesome. But it's funny, I met the parents first, so I didn't really have to make a first impression because I, yeah, they were the ones helping me get guys yeah. That was pretty awesome. <laughs> so, as a,
0: um, as a general manager here, I'm sure you've seen, I've already heard some stories. So, you're uh, what's it like being the manager of, of this place? I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. having Rain, Rain Angie here is pretty awesome, but you know, you yourself, the things you've experienced, things you've seen,
2: I know you've gotten a couple of arguments with people and have to deal with a lot of yes, shit. I know, so, no, uh, when they f- when I first became the manager, right, I don't have anything against Gage, but whenever Gage was here, they, like, approached me about, but like, he had already been here and gone and left or whatever, you know, so, and he didn't leave on good terms. And so um, they were, you know, approaching me about taking, the, taking over management responsibilities or whatever, and I was just kind of like, I don't want this to be another Gage scenario. Like, you guys were great. Friends for a while, and then when something bad happened, it was like Gage got fucking pushed out, and I was like, I don't want that to happen. (laughs) And they're like, No, 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 that's not gonna happen. We won't do that. You know, we're gonna treat you different, and your responsibilities will be different than him. Like, the difference between us, I think, too, a major difference was he wasn't a personal trainer. So he used to work at, I think, Easy to Use, like the Yellow Pages before he was the manager here, right? So he didn't really have, like, he had, his gym experience was, I work out. <laughs> That's it. Like, right. he didn't have a like a certificate for personal training, anything like that, you know? So I think he did teach a senior class for a while, but they used to just give him, like, odd and end jobs to do, and he would have to be here from a certain amount of time to a certain amount of time, and then take a lunch break, and then come back for a certain amount of time, or whatever it was. But So mine General manager tasks and duties are a little bit different because I do teach classes, I do take personal training clients, you know. So, it they were right when they said you know it's not going to be the same. It's totally different than I'm sure what his was like, you know. So, and obviously having them here all the time helps. Yeah. Because sometimes, which is kind of good, like people, and by people I mean like other employees, ask me first, and. I mean, which you're supposed to, right? So I'm supposed right, right. to take the role of, like, the leader and, you know, I'm the general manager and things like that. But, like, sometimes it's just like, I really, I don't know. And it helps to have Ray or there where it's like, hey, I can bounce ideas off them. Or if somebody comes with with an issue and I can't fix it or whatever, I ask one of those two. And it's like, oh, okay, we got it. Don't worry about it, whatever it is, you know, so... I don't know. It's worked out so far. It's definitely very the, well.
1: Definitely the benefit to being an owner-operator yeah. as opposed to just being an owner who oversees it from a distance. Yeah. You know they're here every day. They're involved. You know, Ray's involved in in several classes and and in, in training the fight team and and doing
2: things like that. It works out very very well. Yeah. Yeah. So you, and we do the programming together for Barbell Club, yes. right, Ange and I. So like, prime example was this Friday we had it. We had a workout that we did and we had an exercise in there and we both look at each other and I was like. I think it's stupid (laughs) like we saw it online like well let's let's try it you know and we'll see how it goes and i and we both were just like i don't see any benefit to this it just seems like instagram like material like that's all it is you know it was just something different i was like well let's try it first and that's another benefit like we try it first before we have class go through it because otherwise you have a group of people that are like well what what are we doing this for and it's like well I, i honestly i don't know i saw it on instagram it's like, no, I tried it, and yeah. I realized it's stupid, so we're not doing it. That's one thing I've you always know. liked with the barbell club,
0: um, how you guys program it. You have, you've actually done it a week or two prior, so you know what to expect. So you can come in, there's some tactics saying, all right, we did this. We fell apart here. This looks easy, but
2: it wasn't. This yeah. will be a little complicated. So you can break down that movement a little bit and say, here's what's going to happen in your class. Cause you well, and then we adjust, so, we adjust the weights and exercises at right. the same time, right? So. Another good example is the thruster one we just did. Single arm thruster 75. Yeah, oh, gun, yeah. I remember and that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're going to remember that one because that oh, one yeah. sucked. That one was horrible. But, so with, we with did. Run. That was a 75 with the run, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we did it with a little heavier weight. Well, I did anyway. I think Ann did it with appropriate weight, whatever it was prescribed. But after the workout, I didn't finish my second set of 75 before the time ran out. She did. So we sit down at the end and it's like, what do you want the stimulus to be? Do we want class to come in and blow through all 75 thrusters and then get out there and run a lot? Or do we want them to come in, struggle through the thrusters and only run a little bit and then come back in and struggle through thrusters again? So you gotta pick a stimulus, right? So you can do the same workout with a different weight or a different way and get different things out of it, Correct. right? So, so yeah, so we always do that at the end of the workout too. It's like, so what was the stimulus here? Like what killed you, what killed me? So there's always that communication, talking back and forth like, was this hard for you? Was this, was this not hard for you? How about this exercise, whatever it was. So I think that gives the best program for classes in that aspect. Great. And we, we did a whole revamp on the on the program itself too, which is like about moving more efficiently not just you show up and you smash you know, ass it, to yeah. grass every single fucking time and you're like dead and you're praying that the next day it's not as bad as that one and then it ends up being just as bad if not worse and then the next day is the same way and then it takes you an entire two days to recover before you come back and just do the same thing yep. again so you're not really benefiting from that and that's where i think original crossfit programming loses it mm-hmm. You know, so I think I like CrossFit for a lot of different reasons. You know, you, you work on different skills for on the barbell. You yep. add in the gymnastics and the cardio at the same time, which is great. It's an all-encompassing thing. But at the same time, you can't just come in and get smashed every single day right. and expect to come back the next day and do the same fucking can't, thing. Um, and that's, can't. Been in the, that's been in this world now for a while saying you can't redline every day. Redline, right.
0: you will burn yourself Right, down. you have to have some sort and of it cover. took me a week or two as coaching the 530 trying to figure out what are they doing here. And then I realized this is all about just moving differently, different planes of motion. Um, like you said, being more efficient in a lot of things. Yeah. And it was a struggle. And I know the 530 class, sometimes they were kind of like, what is this for? And then we had to explain, like, you're learning how to do things that you've never done before. One of them, they had to think about was being able to have a higher heart rate and think through a complicated movement. So that gross motor, that fine motor skill development was in there. So having to work through fine motor skills with your heart rate at 140, yeah, it's pretty good because that's... That's part of, you know, learning how to move under pressure. So, I, I'm pretty, pretty, impressed so far. It took me like 20 minutes to figure out how to do a clean without using my hips. Oh, I mean, yeah. you were so mad that day.
1: That sucks. He's
0: yeah. like Scott. Every time you coach me this, you tell me I use my hips, but now they the me not to use my hips. I'm like we're working on speed <laughs> elbows. Just, we're exactly working quick I yeah, literally just stood there and held it and was like, I, I don't know why. I can't. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Why am I doing this? I don't know what I'm doing wrong. <laughs> they try to explain like, like we want to eliminate the hips to work on that high pull, fast elbows. You know, eliminate the hips, and he was like. No, this isn't what you're <laughs> yeah. I'm like. Yeah, we're gonna like break for the, the last six months.
1: Would you to teach me to do it this way. Yeah. Like, but I don't like Josh. After after i it, I was like, oh, you're
0: an idiot. Like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was funny though, because I was like, dude, you go to basketball practice. You don't play a game every day and do the whole game. Sometimes you just break down each component. Yeah, that's all exactly. we're doing is break it's down the, same, component it's the, same the mood. exact thing. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, and it needs to be usually needs that way. I was so yeah. funny with him because that's all he. i will go in there and he gets pissed. He'll just he's like, goddamn it, why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? I explained to him. He's like, oh, that makes sense. I still can't fucking do it. Like, yeah, you're all right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, in my defense, and shout out to Jenny for reminding me the other day. Jenny and I were in barbell club after, after barbell, and we were both just working on cleans, and she's like, how long have you been lifting? How long have you been doing Olympic lifts? And I'm like, I don't know, September-ish. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, you're beating yourself up pretty good. Considering, yeah. like, considering <laughs> you haven't been at it for very yeah, long. Yeah, okay. Sometimes I you hear that if that way. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes you, you do. It helps. Helps. Relax
0: and sometimes you hear from other people. The barbell club is a lot of fun,
1: and it's always something different, something new. Yes, That's kind of what I like it. about it. Yeah, and it's a really good group.
2: Yeah, yeah. We try, we try to make it different, but then I think too, there's a point where, when you get too creative, it's almost detrimental and not beneficial. So you can't just like, okay, today we're going to do a lunge the bottom of your lunge, and do a bicep curl, and then a press, and you stand back up out of your lunge. Like you're just trying to make it overcomplicated because. You don't want to do the same thing over and over right. again, right? But there is obviously There's value some to benefit, yeah, some benefit to doing things over and over again. Yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't come in and do squats on squat day, correct? Or you know whatever it is. So you have to. There are certain things where it's like, okay, you know, I understand we just did this two weeks ago, but maybe we need to revisit it. You know, it can't just be like one and done, and then try to get so creative that people are just like, you lose people then, yeah. right? They don't focus on it as much as they should, or they're not getting the benefit out of it that you want out of it. They're just kind of like, wow. This is different than last time, you know, and they just start swinging or whatever the hell it may be, you know, just going through the motion. So, yeah. yeah, and that's uh, it's kind of part of the training. And again, me
0: and Josh talked this week about our program on Friday, and I said, hey, not every program is going to be, not every not, some of the workouts we do, right, are like this one was like just two pieces. It was a dumbbell or a heavy ball hold and rope. Yeah. Very simple and then two weeks ago we had one a little bit more complicated add some different movements in there so everything's always going to be different you can't always yeah, you, have, you have to have a variety you have to have a variety especially yeah. to keep people coming back for like a conditioning class we have on Friday it's like hey, it is what it is yeah. so but we work it through what else do we have? Top, time for the top five or the big the big oh, ten. Yeah. I got Big Actually, ten. hold on. He's I have eight, my
1: he changes the name of this every week. <laughs> also, kudos to him. He actually got your name right. Mm. Mm. I was really expecting yeah. him to be like, this is jer 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 That jer- was actually, Jar- yeah. Jermaine. I didn't even notice
0: that. That's yeah. good. I got it. I got it. I didn't even pull my questions up. Did, so.
1: You have different questions?
0: No, no. I actually wrote mine down for a change. Would you believe that? I put it right, in. Five, I, no, 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 I, I say quick five, it's called. All right. Quick five. <laughs> Chicken or steak? Uh... Both.
1: Both? Either one? You yeah. gotta pick a favorite. Really. What do you want for supper tonight chicken or steak?
2: Jeez. Spaghetti. <laughs> I miss some you miss spaghetti. Pasta. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's rough. I like them both. So I would probably just with. go with. I probably eat more chicken, so I'd rather have a steak right now. <laughs> so it depends on your day by day. It depends, yeah. It depends.
0: Right. I'm down with steak.
2: Yeah, steak's pretty good.
0: So you're dying. Oh, that's why I wanted to talk about a little bit. So we're going to get go a little off-subject here for oh, a second. Oh, yeah. Quick so one. Let's, yeah, it's a quick one. <laughs> quick one. So one thing I wanted to ask you about, I was really curious. So you and I are very similar in our, our schedule, very busy. Um, I don't have time to eat. I know you don't have time to eat. How do you get your calories? What are you doing?
2: Oh, you're not. <laughs> you're just simply <laughs> fucking I'm a monkey really and not. So I eat, like, stupid little snacks that I bring in my bag where I can kind of just, like, nibble on them a little bit while I'm Something warming day. somebody up or whatever, you know, but, like, I can't sit down and have a full meal while I'm training somebody. Yeah. Now, there are a few exceptions to the rule like where I train Sydney. Like, she gets it. <laughs> so, sometimes I'm like, hey, I'm going to eat a clean. She's like, do whatever the hell you want. Like, I don't give a shit. It's fine, right. you know. But, like, other people, like, I don't want them. And now I'm sure a lot of my clients probably wouldn't care either, but at the same time, it's about like more professionalism than, yes. you know, just being, them being okay with it, you know. So, Sydney's an exception to the rule because I know she's you she know, understands. Yeah, it. she understands. She gets it. So there have been a few times where I'm like, hey, I'm going to heat up a clean eat real quick. Go down and warm up a little bit. I'll be right down. Yeah. And then I end up eating it as we're going through, like, whatever I tell her to do that day, you know, and she, it's fine. But um, for other people, like, I just eat these little snacks that I bring in, yep. you know, like, these little um, sometimes granola-ish bars, whatever they are. I don't know, different things. I try different things all the time. Cliff bars are actually pretty good. They keep me full of longer, but then you get sick of them. Like, it's one of those things. Like, you can't just have a Cliff bar every single fucking day. You know, and they only have so many flavors. So yep. it's like I, and I always try different ones that I find at the And the quite store. honestly, they're not the healthiest thing. And they're, they're not, really no. no and, and no one should ever, ever look at me and be like, I'm going to eat what you're eating because I yeah. fucking don't do it right. <laughs> Sometimes we're just <laughs> trying it to do Do as I
0: say I'm like you. A lot of times I'm just eating shit. It might be junk, but just for calories because I'm like, yeah, dude, it's either, yeah, I need something like me in, right yeah. now. now I have asked a couple clients. I have really good clients. I got to give you, got to give them a lot of credit. They know my schedule. A lot of them'll be like, "Hey, listen, it's like five o'clock, six o'clock," and I'm like, "Do you mind if I grab somebody real quick? I yeah. grab a pro. I might grab a lean body, which I drink the shit out of those lean bodies yeah. up there.
1: Yeah, like the one night we were benching, and I'm like, I'm, I'm benching, struggling with like you know two thirty five ish, so much some weight. Light. He's yeah, some <laughs> light, and he he's over there eating spaghetti and he falls out but just you know, I keep you going, Josh. It. Nice job, buddy. Yeah, you're doing, good. doing it. You're doing, doing good. Actually, I'm not. Yeah. But I okay. need a
2: spot. Like, hold on a second. I'm almost done. Two more bites. Two more bites. So I'll you know, it's funny because I there's a I follow tons of fitness accounts on instagram right and the one is whiteboard daily so he posts a lot of good stuff and yeah. some of the stuff i've used is like coaching cues and stuff that he posts on there and he said one of the things that he drew on there was the difference between a good coach and a great coach or something like that or a bad coach and a good coach whatever it was and all it was was one was actually like breaking down the movement telling them that they had to do this and that you know to fix it and the other coach had a had a snack and was like yep yeah, mm-hmm. like nice just doing good well, i was like yeah, Man, sometimes I do that. I, I don't want to be that guy, you know. And it's all because of one stupid Instagram post that I follow. And I'm yeah. like, man, this guy's fucking calling me out right now. This is at me. You he should be, this at me. You should <laughs> never crush yourself. You do
0: very good. Like I, I, I watch you train, and unless I steal shit from you all the time, I, I see something like that's a good idea. I'm like, we'll worry about that? But I think that's how you grow. you good around yeah. people that you know and. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, the, the diet thing's tough for us. It is. I yeah, mean, it's, it's just, just so damn busy. You yeah, have I mean, and she tells me all
2: the time, too. She's like, go fucking eat. Go yeah. get something in your system now. Yeah, whatever. what about a
1: protein shake? What about anything? Yeah, so again, something. like
0: protein
2: shakes, and that's what I drink.
0: But, you know, as I'm being told, you don't want to drink. I actually just asked Tim this other day. I'm like, Tim, I need a question for you. Like, my protein intake in the day is all liquid. Yeah. It really is. I may have eggs. Usually, before I come in here, I have eggs. Then I get here, I have a lean body. And then I get home, and rush out of the house. I might have like chicken or something for dinner. And then I go to work. I have another protein shake. I have another protein shake before I go to bed. It's like, dude, I am living ninety grams of my protein a day to a hundred or liquid. Yeah. And he's like, hey, listen, you got to you remember, you get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, You're getting getting it in it there. It you get doesn't it. matter how you get in there. It's getting it's in there.
2: So tough though, like,
0: but that I noticed though the days when I, I'm starting to settle down in my in my um, schedule a little bit. But when I came over here, getting everything up and running, I was like, yeah, I didn't want to eat in front of anybody. I yeah. didn't do anything. Well, then I started. It was affected myself as well. I'm like, dude, I'm not, I don't have enough calories to work out right now. You started like, to schedule with me more often so you can actually eat. Yeah. I'm like, Josh, <laughs> hey, take that hour. I need to eat. Come on. <laughs> hey, I'm going to need you to work out uh, <laughs> every, every, every night. Actually. Yeah, yeah. you're working out every night You am to eat. So, so now, gotta, a lot of my clients, honestly, I'm like, hey, do you mind? Like, I'm like you. I'm like, hey, i got to grab something real quick. Do you mind? though? Like, go go get Usually yeah, during yeah. the warm-up or maybe, you know, if it's like a like a running workout where they're doing out in the track, I'll grab it real quick while they're doing their laps. I'll yeah. suck something down. But. Yeah. It is. What yeah, he get where you can. Freddy's my man. I'll call Freddy Like, dude, I need one of your turtle drinks. He's like, on it. Yeah, he's on it. And then he yeah. runs it down to you. He runs it down to like Freddie is my good. man. That yeah, dude looks good. out for me. He yeah. really
1: does. So it's it's good. So I saw a shameless plug to you the other day on Instagram from one of your clients. Actually, had mentioned one of their workouts that they were doing with you. Oh Sydney. <laughs> so so apparently I'm not the only person that thinks sometimes it just sucks and like Yeah. Like there were times I'd be like Scott would be like,
2: So what did you think of the
1: workout tonight? And I'm like, that was fucking horrible. Yeah. I hate everything about you and he's like, Alright, love you and I'm like, Yep, see you tomorrow, yeah, yep, see you tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So see Sydney I have made cry I think twice training her you're gonna get your ass kicked so, and, dude, that's my new goal for you otherwise so i will make you cry so the first <laughs> time it was unintentional i don't even remember the workout but it was not intentional at all she was just fucking going through it and it sucked but i was like drill instructor time like she's gotta make it through this so i'm like yelling in her ear to you know i was like it's time for you to fucking suck it up stop being a bitch let's go let's go man up right now you know you're gonna go she's like Fucking assault bike on the you know, on the assault bike pushing and pulling real hard. Tears flying, <laughs> heads down, she's not even looking at me, won't even make eye contact because I'm just yelling in her face, you know. And she did it, whatever, she finished it, laid it on the ground. You're lucky to get And then she's the just like, Alright. And walked out, like she's good, wiped yeah. her tears away, she's good to go. So then I tell Angie that story and she's just like, I want you to do it again. Make her cry again. I was like, What? Well <laughs> she's like Yeah, 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 do it again. She's like, she needs another hard workout. Make her cry again. I was like, oh,
1: fuck. All right. All right.
2: <laughs> Whatever. All I did it right. again. Here's what I like about it. so you'll hear people talk
0: about like, oh, you should never make your clients cry. There's sometimes you got to understand they have to break past a mental barrier, and it may require some tears and some bad feelings. But you know what? When they when they come out of the other side of that, they go, holy shit. I just did something I never thought I could do. Now,
2: the mental capacity has changed. It changes the whole outlook well, of the we can, Yeah, we go back to that mental mental aspect of it, yeah. right? So she can she could just be like, well, I was almost in tears, so I quit. Correct. It's like, no, man, just cry it out and fucking keep working through it, which go. is what she did, Yes. right? And then she stands up, wipes her tears out, and she's like, I hate you. See, see you tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Fuck yes. you, fuck that yeah. workout, yeah. but see you tomorrow. Yeah. It's like, all right, that's good. <laughs> that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah, such a, yeah, I always she's try to make fucking stuff. She's a my, hard worker. She's, my goal is going
1: to be to make him cry.
2: That's well, it won't take much. You should. Yeah,
1: I'll just be like, "Hey, I tell gonna, you what, we're gonna finish can, this workout by doing overhead squats," and they'll be like, <laughs>
0: "I hate everything about <laughs> you." you keep playing starts. '80s music in there on Fridays. I'll start crying because oh, '80s yeah. music is the worst. I'm trying to work out to '80s music. I'm like, it was like Cindy Lauper. It was bad. Dude, it was bad. <laughs> I was like, I, that's how I almost cried. I'm like, I cannot do this anymore. <laughs> All right, go back to my quick five. Sorry. It's All right, not quick. So, yeah. your favorite sport? Obviously, probably track. <sighs>
2: My favorite sport to participate in was track. My favorite sport to watch is hockey. That's what you're a big hockey guy. Yeah. Um, Snatch or clean? Which Which would you prefer? Man. So I I I hated snatches for a long time, and obviously my clean is my heaviest lift, my best lift. But I'm starting to like snatches a little more. Coming around to. Yeah. As as I do them more. I thoroughly
1: enjoy a good snatch myself. (laughs) (laughs) Of course
2: you do. Um, And. I prefer prefer not heavy ones though. Would you prefer rowing or biking? Oh, shit, I hate all three fucking machines. <laughs> all of them. They all suck the same. But I'm a more efficient rower, I think. Yeah. I'm long, so I can use that to my advantage. Take, so, like, if, take we, that were, chain. if we were going to do a rowing workout where it was calories, I can pull and get one calorie a pull once yeah. I get it started. So, you get like those first three pulls where you get the fan started, then after it started, as long as I maintain like 1,200 to to 1400 calories per hour on there I get a calorie pull so I can get it done pretty quickly that is pretty good yeah that's the advantage of being told still hate it though yeah yeah roller sucks yeah but you do good at it that's alright right.
0: that's my five those are not the five I have alright let's broken. hit it so what you got for me I may
1: have the quick seven that's awesome he missed a couple of his let do it hey why you do this I'll be right back pee watch the camera I will <laughs> so
2: heavyweight or high reps uh, I'd say heavyweight. Well, here's all right. So let me throw this out there, right? So you yeah. do heavyweight with good form. So we used to do this thing where we would do one rep maxes all the time. And when people hear one rep max, they think doesn't fucking matter what I look like when I do it. As long yeah, as that bar not, gets yeah. up to whatever it needs to go. So if it's a bench press from your chest up, or if it's a squat, I don't care if I look like I'm you know about to suck my own dick because i it's it's pulled me <laughs> in half. As long as I stand up, doesn't matter. I got the right, rap, right? So. Work to a heavy, not to a max, right? And I would say that those terms are, they should be interchangeable, but for some reason when people hear a heavy, they're like, wow, well, that's pretty heavy, I'm done. When they hear max, they're like, ah, fuck, I can probably do one more if I put two and a halfs on or whatever it is or how, a little bit of weight, but my form may not be the best. So I think if you're maintaining your form and you can hit the heavy weight, I would lift heavy. I like it. Yeah. Big three
1: are Olympic lifts? Always Olympic lifts. Oh, man. All right. Jeez.
2: I can deadlift a lot.
1: I was really excited whenever Ange was like, "I don't really like the deadlift," and I was like, "What?"
2: Yeah, I can deadlift a lot, but ever since I started, I stopped focusing on the power movements so much—the big three—and moved my training more towards the CrossFit style and the Olympic lifts. I started getting better at those, and now I don't know. I transitioned. I like those a lot more right. than the heavy lifts, and I think front squats translates directly into your like to your. Clean right, yeah. And so I do front squats a lot more. So my front squat weight is like creeping up on my max back squat weight because I don't do. So what's
1: your front squat weight?
2: My max front squat weight is three hundred five. Oh my god!
1: All right, moving on.
2: That's that's disgusting. I haven't touched three hundred five in a long time. That's That's heavy. Disgusting. I like it though.
1: (laughs) I was really excited the other day when I did it, and I was like one ninety five. Hell yeah, I'm doing oh three hundred five. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is irrelevant because you don't. You just don't eat. Fasting macros or calories? Which obviously were... macros.
2: Yeah. obviously macros. Yeah, yeah. Obviously fasting. <laughs> obviously fasting. Fasting's what I do unintentionally, but you should do
1: macros. Yeah. So powerlifting, bodybuilding or crossfit. Oh man. There's got to be a good mix. Yes. So I really liked whenever was it Derek and Kyle both talked about like powerbuilding, you know, the combination of those two together. But then you, I do kind of really like the barbell club workouts.
2: There so. has to be a, a good mix of all of it, I think. You know, so a jack of all trades. Yeah, you got to be a jackass of all trades. That's what I am—a jackass of all trades. I try to be, an a anyway, master yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think that the like CrossFit obviously has, you know, its flaws. But but they they all. They, I guess flaws. I guess they, they all, all flaws, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, CrossFit is a brand, bodybuilding, not necessarily your brand. So you can say CrossFit, what you know, whatever. Yeah. But um, CrossFit incorporates the gymnastics part of it too, which right. I think is. Phenomenal. Yeah, it should, it, you should be doing things like that where it's testing your actual just body strength, not like how much weight you have in the bar or whatever it is, you know. So um, I think that makes you a better athlete, and I think people should strive to be more athletic and not strong or fast or whatever it may be. Right. Right? You need to be the all encompassed. Train yeah, like an athlete. Everybody yeah, should train yeah like it should, athlete. you should be athletic, not yeah. strong, not just strong. Now, athletes can't be strong and Right. Fast, but that's what you want to be. You want to be the whole package, not just one avenue, right? So, who cares if you can deadlift 500 pounds? Can you run a fucking mile in a decent time? Right. Or can you get on the rower for five minutes and not suck wind, you know, and be totally gassed, whatever it may be, you know? So, I think that you have to be well rounded in all aspects. I wish I remember that one post. Basically, it said something like, it
0: came from Stronger by Science. He said, as an athlete, if you can lift a one rep max at 500 pounds. There's very very little carryover sports. You should be able to take that strength and make it last for a longer duration. Right. If I can take strength and make it last for, let's say, your your sport, for you to jump you, or for 200 meter run, you need to make that fast, powerful for 20 seconds, yeah. 25 seconds for your 200 meter sprint. So that is where the carryover is into the sport. Yeah. So for life itself, a one rep max is not a lot of carryover, but being able
2: to be stronger longer. So a lot of my is. athletes. To, I mean, Sydney is a prime example, right? So she will be in the ring for a three-minute round, then you get a minute rest, mm-hmm. right? So I can easily translate that over to a workout, right? So she, I put her through X, Y, and Z for three minutes, and then she's guaranteed that minute rest, but then we got to get right back on it to simulate a fight, right? Yeah. So I have another kid that he's a hockey player, right? And an average hockey shift is a minute and a half to two minutes. Same thing. You can structure the workout just like a hockey shift would be. Now, it may not be hockey-specific movements, but the point is to get your heart rate up because you're going to yeah. be sprinting on the ice. Same thing with Sydney; she's going to be out there throwing her hardest punches or trying to avoid someone else throwing their hardest punches at her for three minutes. Yeah. You know, so you've got to be able to make that that cardiovascular endurance last for that amount of time. Right. But then also they're both contact sports, so I have to have the strength to run into somebody and control the puck, or have the strength to throw a punch and knock somebody out at the same time. Yeah. Right. So. Like, those two respective sports are prime examples of how you can train to maximize your performance on the in the, in the ring or on the court or yeah. the, on the ice, or whatever it may be. But, uh, yeah, so you need to start training like an athlete. Like an athlete. Yeah. Life is life is
0: dynamic. It's athletically based life. I mean, that's yeah. what we do. We're yeah. built to be athletes. Yeah, that's what we were.
2: Sometimes. And one thing... You were built to be an athlete. One thing that I did want to get into that we didn't touch on is um, rotation, rotational strength. Mm-hmm. Right? So when you you know, do anything where you're twisting, right, that's the transfer of power from your legs to your upper body or vice versa, which probably rarely ever happens if you're twisting with your upper body and transferring power to your lower body, but whatever, you know. So maybe. Maybe, yeah, something like that. But um, so no one ever just moves like this, right? No one ever fucking moves at 90-degree turns, right. right? So you're always, you're rotating somehow in some fashion, probably in most things you do in life, and that's another thing that we incorporate into the barbell workouts is rotational power mm-hmm. you know so that's another thing where it's kind of like and that was the example of the thing that we tried in class and it didn't work and i was like let's just go back to basic so instead of doing the thing that we did we're just going to do a rotational box jump very simple you just jump up and turn at the same time the thing that we were doing was it was more specific to the hip but it was like a kneeling hurdler stretch type deal and i was when we did it i was like at first we were like let's just do five on each side see how that feels and Felt nothing at 5. I was like, all right, let's up at the 10. still don't feel a fucking thing. It's not really doing anything for me. I don't feel it anywhere. Let's just take that out, and then we back to the basics. It's a box jump that's right. with a little bit of rotation. you know. So then you just change the workout a little bit so that it is more beneficial. Yep. You know, that's a prime example right there. It was just last Friday we did this. And it's good with the rotation, too. People don't realize that like, you know do all the crunches and all the stuff in the world. When you start practicing
0: rotation and even anti-rotation movements, so doing single-side dumbbell. Your core is activated and yeah. to be able to brace. Like that is how you get a good core. Like the core is based to be an anti. It's it's to keep your trunk from moving and stabilizing. So adding payoff presses and rotational movements and single side li- unilateral movements. Yeah, we get yeah. we get the stronger unilateral that Unilateral movements are, are <laughs> very important. Yeah, yeah very. That's important. what we said. We did bench the other day. Him and I did um, dumbbell bench, and he was like, "Why are we using a barbell today?" I'm like, we want to work with that individual side a little bit more."
2: You know, st- Cause the barbell like, balances it for you. Right. Yeah, so if you have any imbalances, right, you're or if you have really strength not, and difference on the world. We're not really, really gonna, gonna see, see much it. of that with a barbell because it's balanced. Right. All
0: right. All right. Okay. I'm all good.
1: Do you have anything else, to add?
0: Nope. Alright, well we appreciate you coming in your Sunday. And uh, Thanks for having me. Everybody can find you on Instagram and
2: Instagram Facebook. Instagram's your, Clay fit underscore fit, I think, or something like that. Underscore fit. Yeah. It'll be on the show notes. Yeah, and then um, just Jeremy Claypool on
0: Facebook. Okay, we appreciate it Jeremy, thank you very much. Thanks. All right.